This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Woo! He now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. Woo! James Boy, Rich and Latta, and a couple friends. Chill. With the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping out the rest of the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. Wow. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip them to bits. Woo! Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend I'll Let's get it on the road. Hey. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. And thank you for listening. SocialSuperlights.com. BWB, what's up? Triple Guns, Wale, and this is One Nation Radio. Yeah, I know. Welcome to the October 1st edition of One Nation Radio. Excuse me, One Nation Live. James, what's going on, man? Not too much. Just ready to get to it. No, out here with this Botchamania uh, in the beginning. Uh, but yeah, yeah man, uh, it's it's been a couple weeks since we did a uh, One Nation Live. Um, it is good to be back. Good to see everyone locked in with us uh, from the jump. Um you know, we got a, we had a lot going on in the world recently, and you know, a lot going on in WWE, and you know, just everything else. But um, things uh, we need to talk about today. Obviously, we had no mercy last week. We uh, did an interview with Ron Nemi last week, so it, it uh, delayed uh, our coverage on that. But it works out perfect for today. So, um, no mercy, James. What were your overall thoughts on the show? Um. I've heard someone say this, and I can't remember who said it, but, like, it made you feel a lot like it was a uh, WCW pay-per-view back during the Monday Night Wars when you're going head-to-head, but right before, before like, everything went bad. Like, so, like, 97, 98 WCW, where the undercard is intriguing, compelling, entertaining, and then you get to the money matches, and then you're kind of, or especially the main event, and you're kind of, like, left wanting more. Um, I thought... The Braun Strowman versus uh, um, Lesnar match was, it had its moments, but overall, like, I felt like it went too long for what they were trying to accomplish, and um, for, and ultimately, like, you left it, and, you know, with a, with a bad taste in your mouth. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll talk, we'll, we'll expand more on that in a second. Yeah, man, um, I thought it was... You know, I dubbed it WrestleMania 33 and a half before the show, and I feel like this was exactly that. You had the first half of the show that was, like, incredible fire, fire. you know, and then that second half of the show, something just happens where it's not exactly, like, bad or anything, but it clearly isn't the same uh, as it was in the beginning. Like, there was a noticeable energy shift, and, you know, all we ask is for WWE to please, in your big shows, just try to keep the same energy, bruh. Keep the same energy as they say. Yeah, keep keep the, keep the energy. You know what? You know how? We know what? Who who turned the the tide of the vibe? You know who killed the vibe? Who? His name is Enzo Mori. <laughs> and he is a certified. No, he's not. Yeah, I, I looked at that dad. His name is Enzo Mori. I ain't giving the catchphrase. Gotcha. Yeah, man. Like you know. So remember. A few years ago, people uh, like uh, we were listening to uh, Alvarez and, and Meltzer, and they were talking about uh, whether or not they should push Titus O'Neil because, or whether like or what was going on with his when he was getting a push at the time as like a solo act. And people and they were saying like, I don't know about this because you know he can do the mic work, and you know he has the presence in the ring because of his size and, and his and his um, physique. But 
like once the bell rings, I don't know because like this dude was able to get a bad. This dude was able to have a bad match with with Sami Zayn at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, is Omori like he has a, he has the mic he has the mouth to get it to get himself over and stay over, but like that dude had a bad match with Neville. I didn't know that could even happen. <laughs> Um, it's it's a completely different era uh, that we're going to enter in the cruiserweight division. Uh, not particularly, you know, it, you know. In I just love how this this feud has almost been like a microcosm of the year in WWE. It's like a lot of really good wrestlers wrestling against a lot of really like bad or limited wrestlers, and keeping the good wrestlers away from each other. You know, for whatever reason. And instead of going into the next, you know, you could have did, like, Cedric versus Neville, which I think, you know, would have melted the any arena it was in, possibly at Survivor Series, you know, when all of those other matches are kind of, you know, lumped into the one big Survivor Series match. Nah, they, they want to do something else, and I guess we'll get to it later, but um, let's start with the main event. It was Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman uh, for the Universal Championship. I read a real interesting column on Deadspin this week uh, by David Bixon's band that pretty much alludes to everything that you were saying essentially as soon as Suplex City became a thing in uh, SummerSlam 2014. Um, This is like uh, that style of match has been a cover to, you know, prop up an increasingly limited guy who may be declining, you know, as a performer. And then you can see him just look at him during these matches. Like, he looks like he's about to die. He's, like, turning all types of colors. And I'm done with this shit, bro. Uh, James. So, so what? Are you, are you about to... Go ahead. Like, do you do you want to say, James, like, do you, like, I want you to speak on you being clairvoyant or being able to foresee the future. Yeah, I, 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 I only wish like, that um I, I could just I had the audio prepared. I should have I should have prepared better. But the, the thing is like I didn't foresee this happen. I saw it happen, right? So like if you remember you know, nobody remember, else you did. Bomani, do you remember Bomani uh when he was talking about uh how you you know Bomani he was on talking about the bones. show after after the after not Trump after the Donald Sterling thing happened. Yeah. And you know, back when he was young, a young boy, he had, he was on page two with Bill Simmons and like uh, you know LZ Granderson, or whatever. And he was writing articles, or whatever, and wasn't getting much shine for it. But um, he wrote this article talking about the house discrimination policy he had got. Uh, he had, he had wrote on the like Donald Sterling and his uh, housing policy scandals, how he just settled for the biggest one ever in, in American history, and how like, hey, this dude is running this league. This is an issue. And then you know he's like. People are now claiming are going back and reading my article more than they did at the time when it actually came out, and they're, they're holding me up as some type of visionary. It's like I didn't see this happen; I saw it happen. So where were y'all, right? <laughs> like, so my whole thing when I said about it was like, dude, like you set a precedent. They're going to and it, and it gets over and it works. Like you're going to set yourself up for them relying on something that, like something that's ha- worked for them before, and they're just going to be lazy and and not experiment with it. And I mean, the most experimentation that you see in, or with um, artistically with a Lesnar match, has been when he's been in these matches where he basically gets laid out for for chunks of time, and the other guys pretty much do the work. Um, and you know, like they managed to get, they managed to squeak out a lot of good, uh, not a lot, like he's been in a, a number of matches, maybe like a handful since then, or two handfuls since then, and he's had, don't get me wrong, like he's had some bangers, right? 
WrestleMania 31 main event. That's a banger. Um, the first, uh, actually, the two pay-per-view matches he had with um, Undertaker in 2015, those were bangers. Uh, Rock versus uh, Goldberg, that's a banger. Hell, I mean, it was only a, a two-minute match, but the the upset when he sh- or Goldberg shocks the world, that's a banger too, in my opinion. But the thing is, like, they are now at a point where, like, they're starting to diminish, have diminishing returns, and this was what I, you know, I sort of was like, look, man, I hated this match when it happened because if you book somebody like an unstoppable, un- unbeatable monster, you're going to have to continue to do this forever, and it is going to get boring at a certain point. And, like, me saying that wasn't, like, some type of, like, you know, oh, that's a really smart take. That was more like, well, duh, that's common sense. If you run something to the ground, it will be ran into the ground. Like, that's that's where we are. Right. So, um, I, you know, I wished, knowing that, looking at that layout of the match, like, and it is, I mean, it, it, don't get me wrong, like, yeah, it's a setup for Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns as being, like, these two resilient, unbeatable guys for WrestleMania, and in a sense, if that's what your main event is uh, for WrestleMania, you can, you, did, you can say what you want to, but ultimately, like, the job is to protect the guys that, if you're trying to secure the bag, protect the bag, or whatever, they did their, they did a good job on, on Sunday, and in particular, but I feel like, me, personally, they did a hell of a lot better job with Roman Reigns than they did Brock Lesnar um, on Sunday night. Uh-huh. So, um, Braun Strowman, I guess that's the other guy that we gotta, gotta bring up. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, looks like we had some comments rolling in. Um, uh, Gats, uh, or Rob Christian says, it doesn't matter what you do, Return of the Mac wins by default in the best R&B, um, <laughs> song tournament. Um, hey, hey, Rob, Rob, thanks for ruining the tournament! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, comment from uh, Simon. He was saying, uh, "We'll get to it later on that one." Real quick, if we had did that, who would, we, who would you have voted for to win to win the tournament? Who would have been the odds on favorite to win the tournament? Um. Well, you could say that, and you could say like like ignition. You know, uh, uh, crazy in love. Like those would have been like the top contenders. Like step in the name you know, of love. Like. Yeah, but like we you know, returning the map probably would have won this one. Would have won our tournament, of course. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for thanks for ruining the finish. <laughs> Threw it out there, uh, but yeah, like Braun Strowman. Um, now this guy, he, he it, it was a weird match. Um, Strowman hit hit him with several finishers and ended up losing just a one F five. Um, that kind of just came out of nowhere. No like real build to it. It was kind of clunky and. I don't know, man. James, you were you were really one Braun Strowman to win during this match. You were yes. hype in ways I haven't yes. seen you outside of a WrestleMania, and <laughs> I, I, you know, Josh was recording this. I don't know how much like video he has of this, but Josh, if you have this video, we need it now. Like, <laughs> but uh, what does this loss like do for Braun Strowman? Does it suck that he was just like a, uh, a, a essentially a challenger of the month for uh, for Brock Lesnar when um, this guy was at a place where he could have been your next big star, or you know he could still be, but I think his ceiling got lowered a little bit. Um, it hurts him in the short term, right? And, um, but because you know, basically Lesnar goes away. Um. And you know he can't, you know he can't just be put back into a Roman again this soon, right? To get his heat back. But um, in the long term, I think he'll, I think he'll be fine. Um, it's just right now is like trying to figure out what's next for him, right? 
and you know, I, I you know, I, I wish that the match, if the layout was better to where, if the story was, you know, Lesnar is the guy, um, but he's starting to, you know, more and more be in, put in more desperate um, situation where he's working from underneath similar to when he was basically like holding on and barely snuck out getting away from Joe. He's mm-hmm. in that sort of situation where, you know, he's in a dog fight or whatever and, you know, he, he, you know, heart of a champion, heart of a beast, heart of an animal type of situation. He overcomes it because ultimately um, he's Brock Lesnar and he can dig deeper than anybody else because, you know, he's just flat out a better athlete than everybody else. Then yeah, that would have been a compelling story and then you get to the point where like more or less Father Time catches up with him slash Roman because Roman is ascending as he's descending, and that would have been an interesting story. Um, and but now, given the match out, given the match the way it was laid out, it looks like he's going to be like two titans versus each other. But the thing is, it ain't. No, no, but the fans don't see it that way. So that's the issue. It'd be, it'd be one thing if like the fans were into it, but they're not. Like this might be. Is it? We'll see because we're so far away from it. But like we'll, we're gonna have this. We're probably gonna have to judge this against like Cena Rock Two Electric Boogaloo at WrestleMania 29, and like see how this matches up as far as like the crowd, crowd apathy or, or people not caring. Mm-hmm. Um, over and we'll, we'll we'll get to that like close when we start getting to you know past Royal Rumble. We'll start being able to put it together as far as like are they in worth this? Are, are is it a less you know um, anticipated feud or a rematch or whatever? But like I, I see I, to me that's what it's screaming to me. Just obvious, like dude, people, people see it over the horizon. They ain't nobody gonna be really down for it. And hopefully, you know, like Reigns can get into the title picture without like without it costing us a Royal Rumble again. Because like that's not a good look <laughs> for that dude to be in the Royal Rumble again and win it again. Nobody's gonna care. It's only gonna make it worse for Roman and therefore the company. That's why I was trying to build this match. Like I feel like if. Like AJ Styles has to be challenging for the WWE title at the Royal Rumble if they're going to go ahead and have Reigns win because if they don't put AJ in a world title match and essentially hide him from the Royal Rumble, like I think everyone's gonna be calling for AJ Styles to win the Royal Rumble. And yeah, um, the I uh, mean, if if they're going where we think they're going at WrestleMania with not with the Nakamura AJ Styles dream rematch, right? But you know they could still. Uh, it could be interesting. Like it might, it might be a point where, like you know, they're actually going to do uh, the Cena versus Gender thing, and Cena can get a 17th title or whatever, and then they can still do Nakamura versus AJ, but it's you know, it's it's not for the belt or whatever. Like we'll we'll see where they go with this. I'm really interested to see what they do. Where like what's what's like the situation for Strowman and Cena and AJ um, come WrestleMania time. I'm really interested to see what what they end up doing. Um, moving on. Uh, I, w- I want to kind of fly through these because we got a lot to get to on here. Um, John Cena and Roman Reigns. Uh, disrespect for John Cena would not be tolerated uh, in this direction. Uh, he put over Roman Reigns about as strong as you can put someone over. Um, he was defeated and teased the whole retirement thing. And they went ahead and had Reigns kick out of four, was it four AAs? It was, okay, so it was one, one AA kick out super aa kick out aa chained with the with the rollover thing that beat aj at russell at uh, royal rumble this year the double one yeah and then he kicked out of that so it's not even it was escalating it like it went from 
finisher to super finisher to double finisher. And he kicked out all of them. Oh man, that boy looked, made that boy look real strong. So, <laughs> so like I don't, I don't think anyone can really uh, say anything bad about John Cena from this day forward. And if you do, you're just hating. Um, <clears throat> the and at least, and at, le- and at least like with with Cena, he ate two. He, he had to eat two uh, spears to get beat, right? So at least you know, and one of them was a spear through a table. So at least like you could be like, look. They, they, there was a back, there was a legitimate back and forth in that match. It wasn't just completely dominated by one guy, like, you know, like Cena. We reached a level of desperation in that match, which I appreciated because, like, a lot of um, a lot of the Roman matches, like if you look at a lot of the best Roman matches, the most like most of them are the the opponent reaches a level of desperation with him, whether it's AJ, whether it's Daniel Bryan, whether it's now John Cena, versus Roman. And then Roman, you know, basically overcomes like the, the the like the depths that these guys will go to to dig deep to try to put this guy away, but you can't put him away. So like it was it pretty much went in line with some of the best Roman matches. Yeah, I thought they um they screwed off a little bit uh, too much in the first half of the match, and it kind of yes, took me did. it took me out of it. Uh, it just yeah. to me, I just wasn't excited uh, during it. Like, but um, yeah, like the first, I say the first third of that match was nothing. Like, just... and then it got and then it got good in a hurry. But the first the first seven minutes, I was sitting there like, "Wait, this it? This all y'all got?" Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, Enzo, Amari, and Neville. Uh, Enzo kicks Neville in the dick to uh, win the championship, <laughs> <laughs> and and they basically uh, reset the axis of the cruiserweight division. And it seems like Neville may be moving into a face role. I didn't watch two hundred five live. Let me know, um, but. What do you make of Enzo Amore being the WWE Cruiserweight Champion now? Can can we expect these uh, great matches, or can we expect like an increased profile for um, for the for two hundred five live? I mean, if he gives shine to the guys or whatever, and like because he's such a you know chicken shit or whatever, like he can kind of like spotlight some of these guys. I guess cool because you know even if even Neville's excellence wasn't enough to drag up the division anyway, um, and but. Honestly, like this is just further. Uh, this is a further in the example and proof that like even the guys in the back think that he's a tool. He's a literal tool. They are using that dude to get other people over. They're not using him. They don't think he's actually the money. They think that they can have him out there and he can shine these other dudes up. And then like hopefully they can, they can have him move down the card as the, these other guys get more shine and more limelight. Yeah, um, that's a strange position for that guy to be in because in, in, in one sense, like. And I don't often do this, but I'm going to defend Enzo Amore. Um, they, if they see him that way, like why would it be smart for them to attempt to kill him off the way that they may be trying to do? Um, the, yeah, Rob uh, basically says he Enzo is the best Enzo. He's the new honky tonk man. Um, That's disgusting. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, with Enzo, he's not a good wrestler. You would think the 205 Live thing is built on the wrestling, but, you know, it's never really... like The, the one thing I'll say, it can't hurt to try. Um, I just don't think they should have put the belt on him that fast because it's like, what were the rest of y'all doing? And then the fact that Enzo was a joke literally his entire existence throughout being in WWE and to instantly, like, take over the division, what does that say? Well... 
I mean, it doesn't say too much different than them making Jinder the champion after WrestleMania. They just pick like, dudes. They pick dudes that they feel like they get heat, whether positive or negative, or they can get heat with these these guys or whatever. Like it's it's pretty much just a shocking it's pretty much just shock jock shit. Like it's it's not too different than like some of the Russo stuff. It's like, hey, yeah, you know, let's just do that because people it'll get heat. All right. Simon says, uh, okay. Enzo, Enzo and Kaz had more merch than Cena, Reigns, and the New Day. Uh, killing them off was a dumb idea. I mean, if yes, you look, if you look at it, they, they are more, much stronger as an act than they are separately. Yeah, and we knew that from from jump. We already knew that. We knew that for like we always talked about. Yeah, you know, they're going to break eventually, and then their both and their careers are both going to be ruined by that point in time. Didn't we both say that? I think I think we may have alluded to that. Um, yeah, it's like. But um, let's go. Let's move on a little bit. Um, Alexa Bliss and she retained the uh, Raw Women's Championship in a fatal five way. And if I never see a fatal five way ever again, um, I would be happy. This was a good match. Do not get it twisted. WWE is just leaning far too much on um, the more than four uh, people in a match. <laughs> that, that's that's as much as I can handle. Like this isn't the Royal Rumble. This isn't the Elimination Chamber. This isn't Armageddon Hell in a Cell. Y'all just. Uh, like y'all just don't want to book people uh, or leave people off shows. Like learn to book. They don't um, want to tell stories. Yeah. Um, Bailey w- took the pinfall. James, you being the resident, you know Bailey supporter, this just must have been the like. I don't know if the straw has already been your back has already been broken by what they've done to Bailey, like or if this was it or if it happened long ago. W- what are you feeling right now? Okay, so since you said the back is broken thing, I'm going to uh, invoke the words of um, of the great Mike Tyson. <laughs> My back is broken, and um, if you were to ask me where is it broken, I'm just going to say spinal, right? Nice. I'm done. It's a wrap. She's dead. Like maybe you can, maybe you can you know best case scenario you fix her and she's around for the next five years is like your C baby face for the women. But, like, what I thought she could have been and what she was on NXT, that will never happen on the main roster. She's done. Um, she, as far as that being, like, what, what's that? What's that? Maybe that's the goal that they want to achieve. She's done. They, I mean, she, they, she's a geek. Um, she can't even, like, come back after, like, separating her shoulder, be gone for a miss her review, miss her title shot, and then, like, come back and take the pin when there's Emma in the ring. She's done. She's done. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I I think we pretty much like were in agreement that Alexa would end up keeping the championship because uh, if you're going to take the belt off someone, you're probably not going to do it in this situation. Um, Nia Jax is slowly building that insurance that we always talk about here on this show, and she's right, right. She's building, but I I worry that the only way that she's building is if she's in the ring with people to, for her to basically throw around and like. The issue is, unless she's in the ring with with right now, um, Bailey or Sasha, she there's no there's no there's no like there's nobody to come around here and take bumps like that over and over and over. And especially and in particular, Sasha like Sasha's the a, a bump goddess. So right. like I don't know if she can do that with Alexa. I don't I, I'm I, I'm not I I mean we'll see. I'm sure it's on deck eventually. I mean they've been they've been holding it over for forever. <laughs> 
um, the Alexa thing. So we'll see if they, if Alexa can bump around for her like that. But the only person I'm sure can do it is Sasha because I've seen her do it for her like that. All right, and then with Oscar coming the, on the scene, like you know, that remains yeah. to be seen how she'll be, how she will factor into things. Um, now on to what I feel was the match of the night: Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Well, 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 real quick, before we get to that, I have a question. Yeah. Do you think there's any chance that like they're only like protecting? Do you think they're actually going to go all the way with with um with Naya, or do you think that she's basically um? This this nice shiny thing to build up as an obstacle for Oscar to overcome on her way to the belt. I think Nia will have the belt, and Oscar will be the person that has to eventually chase her down for it. Okay, see now that's how I would do it, which makes me think they're not going to do it that way. Yep, they're not going to build. They're not going to build the gigantic monster heel uh, um, champion and have Oscar overcome it on her on her way as a build towards WrestleMania. I feel like uh, like they're they're still going to be with Alexa the whole time. <laughs> I, have, I have I have that sneaky feeling because like they keep they keep holding off Nia versus Alexa so long that it's like okay I guess they're just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And if because, they if they do it, it's like you have to beat you have to beat Alexa Bliss. Like how is she so, like feasibly going to beat uh, Nia Jax? You know. I don't know, man. I I feel like Oscar comes in like she's going to be. They're gonna treat her. I hate to say this. They're gonna treat her like Nakamura. They're gonna make like Emma fight her, uh, which will be great. <laughs> which will be great. The last time they two, them two wrestled, it was like a four star match. But you know they're not gonna get the time they got in NXT. Um, like they're gonna have her take on Dana Brooke. They're gonna have her take on you know just pretty much go up. You, you remember uh, Mortal Kombat, right? You know, know how you yeah. had to climb that mountain and there's all those faces on the mountain. Yeah. That's what Oscar's yeah. literally gonna have to do. Like. To- <laughs> Um, and, I, and you know, honestly, I'm okay with that. Like, because if the, I mean, obviously, you know, this isn't. You say what you want to about the tag team divisions right now and how strong it is, or even you know when they focus how how you know fun the women divisions are in, in both brands. But ultimately, outside of like the main events, outside of like the top the top um, angle at the time in each division, the rest everything below that that's not the money. That's not that's not a draw, right? So. Like, if if you know, it's okay for her to not be hot shotted immediately into the title picture. Like, right. Let her, you know, let her build. You know, and I, and I feel like maybe you know maybe they learn from the mistakes of like what they did with Nakamura, where like they, you know, if you don't see him on NXT, if you haven't seen him in NXT or in New Japan, you think like this dude is flash no substance for the most part. Like he was building, like they build him as like. He debuts what two days after the Undertaker retires, right? Right. And they immediately give him the moniker of being the best striker in the, in the business. Yeah. They immediately gave him Undertaker's little shit. Right. And they haven't let him put that on display for the most part. Like, yeah, he beats up geeks, but they're just geeks. No one cares. Like, I mean, they they have sort of, you know, they they protected him, and then except for when they haven't, and it's sort of been weird. For that type of thing, for so you look at where he is at now, and you know maybe he's in a better spot if you know he's you know in a title feud against a better guy, but like it don't feel the same. And I were I wonder if part of that is because like he was thrown into the main event or the title uh, picture way too soon. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if maybe you know they'll show more restraint with Oscar. 
Hopefully they do because, you know, right. How many months are we out now for WrestleMania? Probably about five, s- six. five, six months away. So that 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 lines up to be like, you know, if you want to do a coronation, you know, it, it lines up, you know. But um, I guess like my whole thing is I would like to see like the streak was such a big deal in NXT that like let her go on the streak first and then get to it. Like, what if Oscar? What if Oscar loses her her like first pay per view match or some shit? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like if, if they if they if they mess up even Oscar, then I'm at a point now where I'm just saying like, look, man, if you're on NXT, if you're an NXT person, like stay there, stay in NXT. Don't act, don't don't be moved up until Vince kicks rocks. Yeah, and by kicks rocks, you know what I mean by kick rocks. Yes. I mean, put yeah in the in the mausoleum. Yeah. Until like, it's gonna be a situation where, like, all these guys like at what point do guys start coming back to NXT? Because like they (laughs) they they do nothing on the mirror. Like Like, Sami Zayn and Bailey come back. Like they do NXT. They do like a NXT takeover and call it Homecoming, and they bring back like Bailey and and uh and like the revival. That's a really good idea, actually. Yeah, I mean, the thing is this, like. When when they started NXT on doing the takeovers, like they brought in Tyson Kidd and they brought in Natalia and, and Natalia pretty much and, and Cesaro and, they, and all three of those people pretty much helped jumpstart NXT to where they are. Like Sami Zayn doesn't get over to the level he does without that Cesaro match, right? Or that yep. Cesaro feud in general. Yeah. Um, TJ like that re- that actually helped that his saved career. his career. Like, he wasn't on TV for for weeks and months at a time, and then all of a sudden he's in a tag team thing with, with Cesaro. Natalia jumpstarts Woman Revolution. Yeah, like she, like I mean, she's an alpha along with like I mean, there was the Page and the Emma match, but like it wasn't the same thing. Like that match was so good that people were like, "You need to go back and watch this." And it was word of mouth, and like it, the internet rest communities was, was buzzing over that takeover match. Right, and like they they need to seriously consider like some of these guys that are like that you leave off TV or whatever after they've been on NXT for after they've been up from NXT for a month or nine months take them back or whatever on NXT and let them basically try to redo something because it's better than being off TV yeah um We've got, uh, speaking of Cesaro, as you were saying, uh, Cesaro and Sheamus took on Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins in a classic. Uh, I, th- I think this was, like, the best match on the show, like, by a country mile. Um, <laughs> these guys, uh, Cesaro is the ultimate toughest motherfucker in the room. Uh, he went ahead and continued uh, fighting in the match with the jacked-up grill. And basically, it was like, I will not let y'all stop me. Um, and Rollins and Ambrose, like, have another great showing together and I can't be happier about the tag team division today um, on this day uh, than you know I am because if not for the tag team division wrestling in WWE this year would be really weak in my opinion uh, like as I alluded to earlier it's a lot of you know great wrestler versus not great wrestler and in the tag team division those rules don't exist like you're gonna go ahead and get the new day and the usos to go ahead and tear the house down you're gonna get ambrose and rollins and sheamus being former world champions and there with cesaro 
and they're just going to figure it out in every way possible. And guys are going to come in uh, to help, like the Hardys. Guys are going to come in to help, like the Revival, you know, for the short time they were around. Um, I want to say there's a third team on SmackDown right now, but I, I can't remember who they are. Oh, uh, yeah, the uh, I guess uh, the new and improved uh, <laughs> the new and improved American Alpha. Yeah, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, they uh, I've really enjoyed. Like, I don't know what it is like with tag teams, but um, I'm not expecting for it to stick around long because, like all good things, WWE will just say, "Hold on, y'all like that? Nah, we ain't gonna mess with it." But what'd you think of this match, James? I love the match. Um, Me too. You know, I I think that they they made uh, Rollins and Ambrose look like the most resilient motherfuckers in the world. And I, you know, and you know, as a babyface group, I feel like that was a good thing. Um, and they were constantly in peril throughout the entire match. They got the hell beat out of them. And by, by dudes that were bigger and tougher and stronger than them, and they persevered. And I feel personally, to me, like both teams, win or lost, both got more over because of this match. Uh, uh, as far as Zaro is concerned, like if it were my company, and I saw a dude <laughs> get two front teeth pushed up into his gums, and then have the wherewithal to, you know face the, the hard camera and make the face to show you the teeth to show you like yeah this is a real injury and I'm a tough SOB uh, uh, because of this like I would feel like I owe some bit of debt to that dude and I'm going to do whatever I can to help this dude out with his career like as far as like helping them look strong or whatever for at least like a time being as a payback for that dude tough or manning up or toughing up and warring through and soldiering through pulling that, up his bootstraps dude that like it, it, it's amazing. And I understand, like, that dude right there, I will owe that dude a bit of debt because, like, that man could have been out for the rest of that match. And when that happened, you know, me, you, Jeremy, and Josh all thought, like, okay, he rolled out the ring, and that was a pretty smooth way to get away from the fact that this dude just bust his mouth on, on his ring post. Um, that they played off so well as opposed to, like, it could, that could have that could have ended the match. Right? Yeah. But again, look, I, look, and, I know, I know what my ass would have done in that situation. Yeah, I would have thrown the X up like Des Bryant, I'd, you know. I would have thrown the X my damn self, and been like, "This is a wrap." Like Reynolds, I'm gonna wrap this shit in aluminum foil and take it back to the crib. It's done. Comment but, from uh, Sergio Parra. He was saying uh, Dean Ambrose is starting to look like a top guy again. You know, yeah, his hot sack's good. Yeah, you know, like uh, with Ambrose and Rollins, like they're good for each other. Uh, they were Ambrose was headed to a place where we were going to start asking questions about what would happen after the Miz feud and with Rollins we were already asking questions like what's going on here and you know there I guess we have to talk about the Miz Taraj and uh, the Shield deal but um, it, it looks like they're going to be reuniting uh, the Shield in an attempt to keep things hot against the Miztourage. And Simon is basically going on a rampage uh, with uh, with all that. Simon went ahead and, and shut Shoot Saturday down uh, yesterday. Shouts out to him. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't even see it. Oh, week. it was great. Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, look, if, if you are going to bring back the shield, you cannot, I repeat, you cannot have Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas in the ring with them. 
it's not fair. It, it does. It looks stupid. It reeks of like like you got to get Miz two other guys. James, you got any suggestions? Yeah, yeah like I mean, I, I mentioned this in the on the Raw thread. I was like, this has to be a setup for um, Joe to return with Braun Strowman versus the Shield, right? Like you're not actually going to bring back the Shield for Miz and two geeks, right? I mean, like, like, think, like, and the, the way they built it so far, like, it will make perfect sense if this, if, if they're actually going for Strowman and Joe versus Strowman, Joe, and Miz versus the Shield at Survivor Series, or, or even, um, not Money in the Bank, uh, TLC, not, or, not, not, not Champions. What's the name of the next Raw pay per view? TLC, TLC, because that's how the Shield like, debuted. Like, because the thing is, for me, like, you can have it set up to where, you know, okay, you know, Cesaro, um. Cesaro and Sheamus are clearly um, not, or maybe you know, because I think they say that Cesaro might be back by this coming Tuesday. I don't know how. But tough you tough guy. Russell come this coming Tuesday. Tough guy. Right? Yeah, super tough guy. Uh, that. So like that feud seems to be over with, right? They've already had their matches, so you can move along. So the Shield is actually available um, for next pay per view, and like Joe still recovering from his uh, from the surgery. Or surgeries, and he's due to be back soon. So in theory, you can still do like they can all happen, and then also like there's nothing for Braun to do right now. So it makes sense that that would be the main event thing now that Cena's gone. So, but like if you if you're actually going to do Samoa Joe versus, or sorry, uh, I'll say Samoa Joe because he's actually Samoa Joe. But if you do Roman Reigns versus <laughs> uh, the Mizraj, like. That's not gonna, like, that's just not gonna do it. Like, yeah. they, like that seems I, I too, think you put Cesaro like, and Sheamus with them. I, I really think you do Cesaro and Sheamus with Miz. And yeah, that, you could do that because, you like, it, that. It, because like Cesaro and Sheamus, they're at a point of well, what the fuck do they do now? Like, they, um, you know, and with those guys with the tag team, there's a lot less that they can do uh, rather than what Strowman could possibly do, which is just destroy a motherfucker somewhere. Um, and Samoa Joe right. the same way. But, um, yeah, man, I, th- I think that's like, that might be a good way to go. That would be a good way to go. That's a good, but, I, you know, that is a good way to go. Like, that's, I would say, I would say those would be the two the way better options um, to do than freaking Misteraj because like that's just a joke like that ain't not like th- is that worse than than The Rock and Cena versus uh, Awesome the- Truth at Survivor Oh yes, is because, that worse? Oh yes, because I actually bought the Awesome Truth. Like Awesome Truth was <laughs> awesome. They were one of the best tag teams to come along, bro. The Awesome Truth was awesome, absolutely. Look, 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 look. Them doing them doing their remix of uh of you suck of you, yeah doing the re, you What's suck up? remix now that was funny that was fantastic that's one of the best things WWE has done in the six years that we've been back yep. but at the same time when the bell rung you knew that good and damn well that the only <laughs> the Rock and Cena were gonna take you over to losing those dies. Um, I, so you also know, the Mizraj name we'll like see. I think you might have mentioned this before. Um, uh. Why aren't they called the A list? I didn't come up with that. Okay. I don't know. But oh, okay. Eh, I don't know. I mean, comment from Sergio and also Simon. Uh, he was like, "This is bullshit to boost ratings because our champion will be gone." Uh, and a good way to go would be, "Don't do it." <laughs> 
uh, comment from. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Okay, look. At some point, we're actually going to have a, all three guys in the Shield be together for a for a feud. Like, granted, you understand it. Like you would say, you know, you might say it's too early because it's only been three years, or you could say, do it at a pay per view that not at a big pay per view at a at a tempo pay per view. But, like. If their whole thing is we need to boost up uh, a network subscriptions, and we also are, are, you know, we're 18 months out or 17 months out from our new from our TV deal running out, and it's time to re up. So we need as many eyes as possible. So we need some, a hook to get people to tune in. What else you got? Putting the shield, putting, putting the shield back together, it ain't the worst idea in the world. Now the problem is bringing the shield back for Mizrach. That's a waste of time. Yep. That's my only issue. Like, if you put Cesaro and if you put, you know, the bar plus the Miz out there, you know, fine. If you put uh, Joe and, and Strowman and the Miz and you build it as we have two unstoppable, we have an unstoppable monster, um, a top guy, and Miz is Intercontinental Champion, but he's a geek versus the Shield, that's even better for me. Mm-hmm. But, you know... We'll see. Comment we'll from, see how this goes. Comment from Sergio. He was saying, Miseraj should be a bigger group with Miz as a leader and two over-slash-believable wrestlers that could be a top faction. I think the thing is, if you, but the problem is if... You eventually got to fight one of them. Uh, uh, the problem is, if you put Miz in charge of two guys that are actually over, um, Miz's heat will, will, will still will sap theirs. So there's really no point. Like, if you're already over, you don't need the Miz. Like, if you looked at how Miz has been situated with people over and over and over over the last, since the brand split, the first brand split uh, separation, like, this whole thing is pretty much you get other guys over with his mouth. Yeah. And his storytelling via cheating. Like, that's pretty much all it's been about with him. Simon also is saying Strowman as a champion would have been a good story. Um, The only thing, I've heard a great argument against Strowman being the champion right now. And I will share it with you all. Is it because he's not that good a wrestler? Because if I mean no. that's always a legitimate thing. No, no, it is not. If we are, if we want Braun Strowman to be successful, right, and for the company to look at a the short him, title do sh- well, hold on. Are you are you basically going to get to a short championship? Doesn't do shit for him. No, not quite. Okay. So, what time of the year are we in? The worst part of the year. Okay. In the, in the WWE calendar, yeah. Okay, so if you put the championship on Strowman right now, right? Yeah. Who are they going to blame those bad ratings on? It's <laughs> a good point. And then, you know, they... But, uh, my, 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 my response to that would be like, well, they, they never blamed... They never blame Roman Reigns and he was in the main event. Exactly. The last year. They will not they blame. Exactly. Them. They will not blame Roman Reigns or they will not blame Brock Lesnar not being on TV on low ratings. But they, but this guy isn't made yet, so they'll blame it on him. And Simon also throws in the caveat, which for 2017, Jinder Mahal is champion. The rules no longer matter. Funk flex, funk flex, bomb for that one. Yep. Okay, so my thing is this, right? If if, if we're gonna start judging things on on the, one of the worst decisions they've ever made, and say, well, it, it, well they made an awful, god awful decision that has helped ruin some of their business, like, and say, well, so that means everything is now available, then like, all right, well then, fine, like, 
make uh, make uh make Bo Dallas champion then in that case. Who's right? next? Like, if you're just gonna be out, if you're gonna be out picking whack shit and saying like like you gotta stay in like the bounds of like you know convention not conventional thinking but like at least something like you can see you actually like make some bit of logical sense for them to do it. Like we can't just be out here because they you know it's almost like that. If all right, well just because your friend jumped the bridge, I mean you gonna start having a bunch of motherfuckers jumping off bri- like the equivalent of jumping off bridges. Like that's stupid. What are we here for? You know, next week they'll have uh, Kurt Hawkins come back and get a pinball victory uh, as revenge over Braun Strowman. Like, <laughs> oh, did you see that? Yes. I know you didn't watch Raw this week. Did you see it? Though? I caught it. Yes. He power slammed that man that through the damn of- uh, LED board. Dude, that was one of the greatest things ever. Like, like Braun's music hits, and my whole first, my first meeting reaction was Run! <laughs> Run! He's going to murder you. <laughs> like. Oh man! You are in danger, grave danger. Go away! Um, like, like danger, 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 Will Robinson, and that man, he jumped over the barricade and, and hit it, and then Braun's <laughs> is one of the greatest things ever. Braun's gigantic ass hawks him down, and then he destroys him. Like, I don't, like, you know, I, if it wasn't for that. You know, I feel like a lot of people would have been like, really, really want to be out here feeling like, yeah, dude, like, they really halted this dude's, they really hurt him. But after he did that on my name, like, you know what, this this is like, he took one on the chin right now, but like, I don't think he's, I don't think he's, I don't think they, they, they completely killed him as far as a long-term projection, as far as like, him actually, him actually, I feel like they cooled his jets, they didn't, they didn't put him in park completely, though. I feel, like they just, I feel like they tapped him a little bit. I don't think it's Goldberg getting tasered. Simon, with another good idea, he should have done that to Lesnar at no mercy to get his heat back. <laughs> That's a good idea. Well, well, the only thing is, it's like, that, the only thing is, though, it'd be like, what's he like doing that to Brock for? If he does that, then he has to fight Brock again, right? And that's clearly not what like, they want to do. Yeah. Like, if I were them, I feel like they did their matches in reverse, right? Like, they should have done what they did with like if the latter match was, I keep taking your best shot, your best shot, your best shot, and then eventually like, I'm going to get you on my shoulders and I'm going to AAU and get out of here. Versus, I'm on this, I am on the brink. You are, you are, you have attacked me. You are awesome. You are overwhelming, and I just sneak out at the last second and then hit you with my finisher and I barely survive. Like they should have switched the great ball of fire match layout with the, with the Braun Strowman um, um, no mercy layout. They should have swapped those. Mm-hmm. They should have gave. They should if they were trying to make Braun still look like an unbeatable monster. They should have had Joe beat him beat Joe like that. Yeah, especially given the way that feud was going, where uh, the only time like Joe kept getting over the top of him, but he was always because or and Fuse always kept kept getting the better of him. And um, the run up to that feud was because he kept attacking sneak attacking him. Right. Right. If you do that and then like. He just beats him, fine. Whatever. He keeps taking his best shots and then beats him. That's fine. And then like they should have had it to where they should have had it the match layout to where it should have been like go um uh great balls of firework. Like he's like, Wow, if there's a rematch, Braun probably ends up winning this match. Like, you know, like it's it's really, really close between these two and this dude barely escaped. Like it doesn't feel like he escaped. It feels like, oh yeah. He just beat that dude with his move. He just beat with his, that dude with his move. And he's done. Mm-hmm. He's a bumski. Feels different. <laughs> Treat him like a bumski. Yeah. 
So yeah, we we actually want, we we're talking about this before the show. Um, uh, we're debuting, well, not debuting a word, but uh, we're gonna start just basically using a word. Uh, you know, in light of uh, LeBron James, you know, call, calling our leader a bum. You know, we we are going to uh, start a draft. <laughs> Addressing, <laughs> addressing uh, wrestlers uh, as bumskies, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just okay. as a little twist on it. Okay, guys, guys. Obviously, this is a uh, this is an audio medium, but me and Rich are, are skyping each other from from between laptops on video. So this fucker, Rich, sees me taking a, a big swill of water while I'm looking at my laptop, <laughs> my, you know, electronics, and he says bumski. And I almost spit take all over my laptop, and it was been the end of One Nation Live for a long time. And that's why. He, so for y'all want to figure out why he just laughed at an inappropriate spot, that's why. Dude, this fucker just real, this almost like almost ruined the business. Ruined the business. Oh man, yeah. So uh, you know all these bumskies, uh, and then we had uh, Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt, uh, usually uh, guys on pay per view uh, who who have turned in a lot of bumski like performances, uh, with, especially in Bray Wyatt's case. Um, yeah. But I was pleasantly surprised by these guys, and I thought they had a really good match, and they both needed it really badly. Yeah. Um, Finn Balor's gear was like- raw as fuck, by the way. Yeah, I, I liked it too. Um, this might be like the best pleasant surprise in the of all of WWE this entire year. That match, like it was a joy to watch. You know, it's one of those matches where like you see it and you saw saw the match that they had the first go around, and, and you've seen what they've done on TV, and you just like this. This ain't. This is not going to work out well, but. They got a match to get heat based off the storytelling where he, you know, he's already beaten this dude. So how could, you know, so why would this, why would this feud continue? All right, well, I'm going to injure his ribs before the match. And, I, and as a baby face, I'm going to, I'm going to be set up. I'm going to have the obstacle of I have to fight this guy. Plus I'm injured and hurt and I'm going to fight and fight and fight and fight and fight and then overcome. What do you know? They got over it. Really well. Really well. Via via simple storytelling, um, and it it was creative because they haven't done one of those in a minute where like a guy is injured. Like they've done something, you know. They've done like the uh, the Brock and the uh, Samoa Joe. They've done the the Rusev and Orton where a guy just gets beat, just get beat up on, and then you know the the baby face like or or the guy says, yeah, let's continue to fight with the ref asking him. Like, they went beyond that. They went to where, like, this dude's injured. They need to walk him off. And you're thinking, you know, wow, okay, this is going to be a no, a no finish, a no contest type of thing. Right. And I'll set it up and hold it off for a month. He turns around because he hurt. He gets beat up on. He hears fighting words. He's like, I'm not putting up with that. This man will not, not be tolerated, him. especially by and, this bumski. Like, <laughs> yes. And he, and he shows fire and he overcomes. And congrats to both of them because, look, you're right. You're absolutely right. Those two de- both desperately needed um, a, a really good match to, to to kind of you know get them build them up some positive momentum. And congrats to them because you know it was looking real bad for 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 uh, for, for Finn a couple months ago, um, and it was looking even worse for for <laughs> for Bray Wyatt's uh, pro- long term prospects because and- it looked like he's done. There's nothing left. Like. They haven't like re. They haven't like 
you know, done anything new with him. He's the same thing over and over and over, and it still is to an extent, but this was really good, and it's the first time we can say that about something that Bray's done in a long time. Yeah. Shouts out to Bray Wyatt. Um, and The Miz defeated Jason Jordan for the inter- uh, and retained the Intercontinental Championship, and Jason Jordan is being booed out the building. Um, there's a lot of Rocky My Via feel to it, and I, I touched on this uh, on Chad's show a little bit. Um, with African American wrestlers that are baby faces, and they give them this this blank personality, and they just kind of kind of struggle and get told they have no personality, and it's like they don't really know what to do with these dudes. Yeah, man. Um, I I don't know how much it was because he's a, because he you know he doesn't have the mic uh, work. Um, and how much of it is because he's just saddled with a dead end gimmick? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, and we talked about this before. Like, if he if he had had those, if he had just been Jason Jordan, one and they broke up and they basically said we're splitting up, Alpha, um, because you know we because of the brand split, we just split them up. Um, and he just showed up, and he had that match with, and he's just looking for competition. He's trying to get better, whatever. Something real simple. He can still be just the same bland baby face he is now, um, just without the angle thing. And he goes out there and he has that match with Finn. He has that match with Cena. He has that match with Roman. And you know he's getting ran down in promos by Miz. He might be in a better spot right now. Like I, feel, I, I mean, I personally feel like they would have carried over from his matches. Um, but. This is, I mean, it's it's a real albatross around his neck. Like every time he's, he he shows up, he's fighting an uphill battle off rip. Yeah. And you know, like we'll see where it goes. But I'm still in, of the opinion that they've got to make like, it. He's, wacky. Not, he, he's not gonna overcome this unless he drops this thing or he or they do turn him heel. They've got to make him wacky, and that promo he did after the match, I thought he was going to go there. He is like yeah. he looked over the line and it was like, matter of fact, I'm not going to run across the gun line today. Um, I, but it's coming, it's, and it's inside of him. I can see it. Like, Hold on, y'all booing me? So I guess what I'm going to ask you is, if they do go hill with him, right? Yep. Do they go with where he's a hill where he's – or he's basically saying, you guys turn your back on me, or do you think he needs to be like the Kurt Angle early days hill where no. he's a hill that doesn't realize he's a hill. No. He's still, like, he still acts like a good guy, like he's back, like he's Bob back on the 94. He needs to be like, why don't y'all love me like y'all love him? I'm just as good as him in his own delusional mind or whatever. And be like, why don't y'all love me like like y'all love Kurt Angle? Like like when he comes out here, y'all t- y'all y'all you know y'all worship him, and you know I'm with him. Why don't y'all love me? You know, y'all ain't got no love for Doctor Dre and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> y'all don't love us. Yes. <laughs> and, okay. Yeah. So uh, okay. Sergio says that he thinks Jason Jordan would have worked as a face regardless. Um. It, it, well, he's talking about like if he had just without the without the. I think the, I think he's saying without the gimmick. The gimmick. Uh, Sergio, just clarify for us in the comments. And also, uh, guys, if you want to call the show for One Nation Radio, just call One Nation Radio on Skype. Um, so that was pretty much that. Um, he said in NXT he was a heel, but because of Gable, they turned him face after a few weeks as a team. I remember that. So the next thing I want to talk about is this situation with the Young Bucks. 
uh, if you guys are, you know, not following it. Uh, the Young Bucks did, and Cody Rhodes and Cody Rhodes' wife Brandy and Hangman Page showed up outside of Raw uh, and spoofed the invasion angle uh, that DX did in 1998 to WCW, and they. Um, pretty much started exposing wwe saying yeah y'all y'all got free tickets available or y'all y'all not sold out or something something to that extent and was, was like leading like they had the big microphone and hyping up the crowd and all that and so wwe responded with basically uh one of those cease and desist letters and if you do not oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. i'm gonna set the Official- table Hold on, hold on. officially we don't know if the two things are correlated nudge right nudge, wink wink right so we'll give them the benefit of the doubt there. But it, I find it real hard to believe that they didn't notice these guys were doing this until today, you know, <laughs> um, or, you know, Monday, Tuesday, whatever. So the on being the elite, uh, they've had these, like, storylines that were, like, works that WWE was, like, cease and desisting, like, their the catchphrases that they made up like the fuck the revival stuff and the suck it stuff they obviously didn't make it up but the whole thing about the young bucks is that it is an entire work like it's not a a situation where they are a ripoff of like a Dolph Ziggler is a ripoff of Mr. Perfect or Shawn Michaels this these are guys that are tongue-in-cheek like saying hey y'all remember this so we're just gonna do it because we know it pisses people off like it's a self-awareness. Yes. And and these guys, um, immediately after receiving an actual season desist letter over the two-sweet hand gesture, they turn it into another t-shirt. And it's like WWE is throwing gasoline on the fire with these guys because these guys are hustlers. They're inventors and visionaries. Like, and they know what their audience wants. Yeah, are are you shocked? Right. Are, James, what do you what do you think about all this? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like there's something. There's definitely something to what you just said. So, I feel like they are. How do I say this? If if this was 2000, if this was like 1998, like, can you imagine like Paul Heyman getting their hands on the Young Bucks? Like, you know how much he would love the Young Bucks as far as like guys that are resourceful and use anything they can. Uh, that's any bit of like any bit of reality to get themselves over and to say in the market that shit like he he would love this like this is such a resourceful wrestling thing and like it also adds to like their history because like people know that they had trials at wwe people know that like they gave them an offer and they turned it and they rejected wwe's offer and stayed on the road and stayed on the on the indies or whatever so like this just adds to it so like eventually when they do how many years down the line when they eventually do decide to cash out on nst or in wwe like it's going to be a long time coming and like we're all going to like look back and be like they're probably going to use this as far as like they're probably going to hold some type of revolt like if they ever do do a bullet club thing a bullet club versus wwe thing uh-huh. like this will be brought up and it's going to be great yep and for the last like four or five years like they've been like one of the hottest things in wrestling unquestionably yeah. and they've like you know the the guys was like yo they're in they're acting like they're the nwo over into Japan, and then every one of these top guys that they spin out becomes a guy. Like, Finn Balor becomes a guy. AJ Styles becomes a guy. Now Kenny Omega is the guy, like, in wrestling, like, as far as, like, you know, globally. Yeah, and, Cody, and, and Cody and Cody keeps getting dates everywhere like he's a guy. Yep, and he's a world champion in Ring of Honor now. So, yep. they... 
like this is I think WWE they they wish they were in it. They they wish they they had they were able to regulate, you know, some type of you know, get some income off this stuff. And they seen these guys and finally found a way like, yo, we have it trademarked. So yeah, you know, if you want to argue like the legal business end of it, cool. That's also whack as fuck. But <laughs> by the way, um, you know, and I, I don't, I don't have a problem with WWE basically saying, hey, one hundred fifty thousand bucks, stop using our shit because the young bucks clearly don't have a problem with that because all they're going to do is turn that into like, all right, you remember you, you follow rap James and some of y'all listen to this. What happened when uncle Luke got served in papers, you know, that oh y'all need to be banned out here. This man turned around and was like banned in the <laughs> USA. It just made him bigger. Like NWA and ice cube. Yeah. Oh y'all super gore. Oh y'all shouldn't be listening to this. This is, this is, this is foolish. They're talking about killing the cops. They're talking, this is inappropriate. And what did that one, that, what did that do? It made people want to seek them out more it made them bigger stars like <laughs> so like it, it's very it's very like if their whole thing is actually to really quash those guys hurt their pockets they made a mistake by getting putting a, a light on it like it's and it makes and also it makes WWE look like lame because yep they WWE, for how many years now I have like WWE's uh talent pool been refurbished by Andy X right how many years now we own like what, it was like year like, five, two thousand ten ish, two thousand. Yeah, more than that. Yeah, yeah. Like Sergio says, WWE doesn't have a trademark, but I believe they do claim it as their intellectual property. Yeah, whatever. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't like. It doesn't matter as far as like whether or not it's real or not. Like ultimately, like them making an angle out of it was smart, and then and then like whatever like WWE like their claim on it or whatever else like is a bad move on their part because. We know where they get their guys from now, right? Like, all these dudes from Ring of Honor, Evolve, Progress, uh, and other spots in the world, Indies, whether it's New Japan or whatever, or have you. So, when they come out here, and they're, like, bagging, or they're bagging on these guys, the ones they couldn't actually get because they lowballed on the price, like, it makes you look bad. It's, especially because, like, if you are a WWE fan or NXT fan, like, you know where these guys come from, like, because they tell you where they come from, like, and they have footage of where they come from on WWN, right? Yeah. Like, we just had Ryan Nemi on here, and we, were, we talked about, for, we talked about Roger Strong, we talked about uh, John, or, uh, Johnny Gargano, we talked about uh, the, the slew of guys that are, in, that are just filled up with WWE's roster that are that are guys that are from the Indy, that are indie acts or whatever. And, like, for you, it's almost like you're, you're, you're biting off what do you, what's it, you're, you're, you're cutting off your, your nose spite your face it's like dude like why would you do this knowing like you know years down the line eventually like you're eventually going to get the young the new day or not new day the uh the young bucks young bucks it's it's just bad for me it's just bad business yeah and if, if i'm wwe i want the young bucks to get as big as possible so they can bring them in and, and use them as real stars but that might not be the mentality in that company they they don't they want to bring these guys in and they might want to pay them as least as amount as they <laughs> as they can and, and 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 take them off the road to cool their jets like chris hero or something like that yeah you know there is there has been saying you never know time that wwe they just want to own anything that's hot and then just not not actually to like run with it, but just to make sure nothing else gets hot outside of WWE's world. Yeah, outside like the world of wrestling. So, you know, that I mean that that does fall in line. I mean, either way, that still falls in line with that. Where it's just like, 
we can't let anything, you know, get any type of buzz or whatever to or seem cool or whatever else. Like we just we, we want to be the only show. Like if you like, they want to be almost like um, jeez, oh what's the name of the? Uh, they want to be Disney. The, no, like basically the I want in. Like anybody selling uh, anybody that's selling in. dime bags, I want in. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, it's 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 interesting because all the click guys are down with these dudes. Why? Because they're wrestlers and they understand. And, and it's keeping and it's helping keeping them relevant. Yep. And, and and they understand. And I feel like you know, if you're hating on the young boys at this point, is is stupid. Like the like these guys like. If you're talking about, they're the real DIY, like <laughs> the real do-it-yourself, like, like the, the thing for me with the with the, with the uh, young bucks is like they wrestle like jackasses because that's the gimmick. Like they're jackasses, right? Like they wrestle like schmucks. They like they do all types of dumb stuff. They do annoying things in, in a tongue-in-cheek, funny way because that's their that's their whole gimmick. Like too sweet me, bro, and like. And like all the goofy stuff, where all the super kicks and those and, them, and these and these knuckleheads run into each other all the time and super kick each other on accident. Like yes. they're they're literally just goofs, and that's the gimmick, and that's part of the fun with them. Um, you know, if you don't like the young bucks, you don't like fun. Like if you don't like the young bucks, you don't like fun. Sorry, um, pretty much. Yeah, like much. you know, like these these guys are real. Like and, and, and we're gonna see them. You know, and, and I expect. Uh, these guys to like address it even more on the being the elite program and all that and all this did was raise their profile so yeah the young yeah. bucks are probably thanking wwe for this so um what else we got to talk about on here smackdown pay-per-views this year Woo! they have been dreadful uh we got hell in a cell coming up in a week yeah they're killing the business never has killing the business look so good like <laughs> um Hell in a Cell, uh, Simon says, WWE found a way to make me like the Young Bucks. And Simon hates the Young Bucks. Um, the SmackDown pay-per-views this year, they have been... I think James might have froze. I can't tell. That's not good. Um, so, with that, I'll keep it going until I get him back on the line. But, um, basically, with the SmackDown pay-per-views, they've had... Um, They've had, what was it, Elimination Chamber. They've had Money in the Bank. They've had Backlash. They've had Battleground. As you can see, there was a streak of three straight uh, pay-per-views that were just kind of not hot in these streets. Just kind of just absolute, like, ridiculousness. And they have their next pay-per-view coming up in a week from now uh wwe hell in a cell pay-per-view uh we've got the new day and we've got uh against the usos in the cell we got kevin owens and um shane mcmahon facing off in the hell in a cell and they basically have uh regulated the wwe title to third on the uh show you also got Bobby Roode, and you also got um, Dolph Ziggler going at it. As Dolph Ziggler, you know, his parade of entrances have has led to Bobby Roode. And uh, what do you guys think about this in the comments? Let us know. Like, uh, is this going to be a step up from all the other SmackDown pay-per-views? And as James is now reconnected, uh, I was just saying uh, the, the pay-per-views... Uh, in SmackDown this year, they're on a they're on a uh, three pay per view losing streak essentially. 
Yeah, they're yeah they're over three. They're they're like John Cena in the in the feud versus Roman, or it's like they're Roman Reigns in the feud versus John Cena on the mic. Yeah, um, yeah, man. Like, did you tell the story how you came to this conclusion and how you thought you thought about it? like wait he's right right? Can you talk about you? Yeah, I was talking to. to I didn't get quite to that part. So like I was talking to uh, Dave Fenshaw. What up, Dave? Uh, if you're on, give us a call. Um, Basically, he was saying, "Yeah, man, I think this is going to be like the best SmackDown show of the year." And I was like, "Eventually, when I when I hear that and think about how bad SmackDown is or whatever, I'm like, how?" And then I was like, "It's not better than Elimination Chamber." And then I started thinking about what else, like you know, was going on. And I was like, "Hold on, Money in the Bank, Backlash, Battle Royale." Yeah, you could be right, bro. You never know. Like, like, like it's like, real like, close. Like, like you look up. Yeah, like you look up and you're like, wow, this is an incredibly easy hurdle to jump, like, except for Illumination Chamber. Like, and I said to you so after you told me this, I, I laughed and I said, yeah, bro, like, all it takes is for Usos, for the for the Usos in the New Day to have a Usos in New Day match, and for um, Natalia and, and Charlotte to have a Natalia and Charlotte match, and for Shane to jump off some shit, and you're already at the second best pay per view on SmackDown brand for the year, easily. All it takes is that. Like, this is going to be a breeze. Right. But, <laughs> but only, you know, but we'll see what they do with the rest of it. But, you know, this seems like they could they could be onto a nice spot. Like, you know, like all it really takes is for gender to have, like, a different fuck finish to his, to his pay-per-view match. And, like, we there. We're we going to be in a nice spot. We're going to be out here sitting, sitting pretty or whatever. Look, I, I think, and I mentioned this to you before the show went on air, James. I think they have heard our complaints. I think they will not finish the match with the Singh brothers. I think Jinder Mahal will beat Shinsuke Nakamura clean as a sheet and, and just piss everyone off even further. Um, it, yeah, it's coming, bro. It, it's coming, and I'm not going to know how to handle it. I, I, I'm letting y'all know now. I'm probably going to go on a tirade. Uh, there will be plenty of funk fledged bombs dropped. Um, I... You know, whatever. They, if they want to kill their business, fine. Um, but, you know, AJ Styles and, and uh, Baron Corbin, um, let's see. He said, although it does give AJ a way to drop the U.S. championship without him taking the pin. Is that the case? Because I don't know if it's Styles versus AJ or is it a triple threat match? I haven't heard yet. So, um, you know, if it was a triple threat match, Maybe they could have Baron Corbin pin Ty Dillinger and then AJ, you know, not actually take the pin uh, and lose that title. But, you know, I'm ready for the AJ Styles I know and love to return. I'm sick of him, you know, getting stuck with their booking, getting stuck with bad opponents, getting stuck losing to Jinder Mahal, like, <laughs> on the go-home show, uh, you know, of a, of a SmackDown. Where is my AJ Styles from 2016 at? You can't. You don't have to say that. You like. Where's my AJ Styles since WrestleMania? It's not even been that far. It's been like since WrestleMania. Yeah. They've done like nothing with that guy. It's so weird. It's so weird within that situation because they had a dude that like could immediately carry your brand, and they like, oh, we found a guy that can actually like you know be the be the anchor for us and be our our compass for uh you know whenever we you know whatever directions we decide to go. And they're like, nope. Fuck him. Fuck him. And, yeah, and, like, I guess he might still be that guy because, you know, he's still, like, in the grand scheme of things, him and Kevin Owens are still the two top guys in the in that brand. But the fact that, like, 
they're off doing this other shit, it also makes it like you almost for, you almost get lost and almost forget that. But you can see how they position that gender. Like gender's not their main event top guy. He's just he's not. He's like l- he's literally a dude with the belt. Yeah, like he's a dude that they put they put the belt on and like have made have lowered the belt to to, to put it on him. Like, and that's an issue, and that's something that I I feel like is a mistake. But at least they're not throwing him down or throwing the main event. I guess but, true, true. But like not. But for me, it's like not only has it weakened your belt, like it's also it's also weakened like your top guys in the brand. Like it hurt the belt, it hurt AJ, it hurt Kevin Owens who just got there. Um, it hurt Cena. And she didn't even get a chance to even fight for the belt, but it hurt Cena. It also hurts uh, the new guy you brought in, your two, or your new guy you brought in to quote unquote chase after the belt months later, and Nakamura. Like this whole situation has made the whole entire main event scene on SmackDown worse. So like, great job, I guess. Congrats. Congrats. Mission mission accomplished. I, I don't know what to say. Road dog. Uh, Dylan says Muhammad <laughs> Muhammad Hassan will return. Uh, I think that man's out of the wrestling business. Like he, he they, they, they I, I wasn't there for all that Muhammad Hassan stuff. Y'all got to tell me, but um, yeah, man. I, I, I don't think I think that's pretty much uh, everything that I had wanted to talk about. Um, but yeah, the uh, the rest of the SmackDown pay reviews that were atrocious this year, and they need to turn it around, and hopefully they can because. I want to like WWE. I really do. Uh, despite what some people may think. Like, I want, I want to be excited by the shows. You know, I want whatever happened in 2016 to continue. You know, but when we got to 2017, WWE just decided they want to do something else. And yes, it's their company. They can experiment. But we also have the right not to like that shit. Yeah. Like, I... I think my thing, I'm, I'm missing where I'm at, where, like, I can find, I can still find things to be excited for because the roster is so stacked with talent. From time to time, they're just like, well, if they fuck around and book right, like, this could be really good. Or they give this, if they give this a bit of shine and, and a chance to spotlight, it could be really good. Like, if they actually, you know, if they treat um, Rollins and Ambrose like, they're, like the stars that they actually have been in the company... And don't treat them as if like you know where like they were headed before they they teamed up. You can shine them up real nice. And you can have something as far as a uh, a legitimate tag team that can draw and be and, you know and actually be you know an anchor to the show. They did that, Mission Accomplished. But you know if you want to do bullshit like you know have all the screw finishes in AJ versus and uh, versus Kevin Owens, Owens, then that's what you end. That's what you can also end up with a lot. So like. It's really easy for me to actually like buy into stuff, and you know, you've seen me at, you know, even at SummerSlam say like, "Look, this card is stacked on paper. We'll see what they do." Um, I'm, 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 I feel optimi- optimistic about what they're going to do. It didn't work out for the first half of the show, but the second half was damn good. Um, so like, we, I mean, it's pretty much right now. It's just a mixed bag, and you know, you got to take the good with the bad or whatever. And you know, they're they're all over the place like a roller coaster going up and down. But you know, but you know. In the meantime, you know, try to focus on, you know, try to focus on the stuff that's 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 good at the time. Appreciate it, appreciate that for now, until we get, you know, to WrestleMania season, and then we'll see what they do. And then the the only thing, the part where I can't give them credit is those, you know, if your main event's a disaster, <laughs> at least they're shoring shoring up the rest of the card, like with the tag teams and with like the. Um, uh, like the Miz doing all the work he's doing, like they're gonna make sure something is is decent we can take away from. But 
Um, yeah. Yeah, man. That's, that's pretty much going to wrap it up. Um, if you guys... Um, well... Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Uh, new part of the show now. We're starting to do uh, weekly suggestions or, I guess, shout-outs or whatever. So... Uh, like once a week, or I guess every show depend, depends on what if we remember it. That like we'll do something like that. We come across in our lives, whatever we should, we should suggest to the people, like recommendations, if you will. So, yeah, uh, Rich, do you have a recommendation this week? Uh, give me a moment and I'll think of one. I'm sure you do. Okay, so for those that use Pandora, um, today I woke up and I just decided because uh, I just out of random I decided. Hey, you know what? You know what might be a good uh, Pandora station? The Queen uh, Pandora station. And my God, that thing was loaded to the gills with a number of classic rock hits. Like, I am going to uh, go into my Pandora, but they had, like, the first song was We Are The Champions. Uh, I got uh, I got Aerosmith Dream on. I got I Have The Tiger. Um, I got I Can't Get No Satisfaction by The Stones. Like, that joint was number bangers, bruh. Number bangers. Like, so I suggest we all like you know if if y'all are if any of y'all have like a like a seventies rock phase or whatever that y'all are into or even eighties like hell they play Sweet Child of Mine and I ain't heard Sweet Child of Mine in forever and dude like why do I it feels like that Slash guitar solo is like that's what you that's what you arise from that's what like when you get to heaven that's like that's what that sounds like. <laughs> I, I, it's just it's just beautiful, bro. And like, I, I, I've been in a good mood all day because of uh, the Queen uh, Pandora station. So I suggest y'all try that one out. Yeah, man. So um, I, I guess you know if we're gonna stick with music, I'll, I'll stick with music as well. Uh, something I had been uh, listening to a lot of is that ASAP Ferg album. Uh, oh, yeah? Lots of high energy, hard beats, and um, mm-hmm. just just funk all over that joint. Just uh, there, there's a joint called Plain Jane where he pretty much interpolates that slob on my knob like corn on the cob joint, and <laughs> it's hilarious. And everybody should have that in their lives uh, this week. So um, okay, and also oh, uh, oh NBA 2K18. Uh, if you guys got a uh, place. Station four, add me, Young God thirty two. I'm giving out uh, ass whoopings, ask Kirby Hicks. <laughs> yeah, so I got one more suggestion. All right, not, not a suggestion, but more or less like a, a congratulations. So this week, uh, I guess you know the new wave, Miss Miss Bodak Yellow herself, Carly oh, yeah. is at the top of the other Bulldog charts. Uh, congratulations to her. Yep. Like I'm glad. Uh, I'm, I'm I am so glad that in you know that something has was able to topple the dominant rule of Taylor Swift, like to where Taylor Swift can put out a, a literally a wax on and nobody that of any type of a uh, critical authority thinks it's a good song. And it dominated the charts for weeks. And Bodak was able to move that shit to the side. Like, and, and it's kind of funny because, you know, that whole entire song that, that Taylor did was about Kanye and it made me think of a, of a Kanye line when Cardi when Cardi B moved that shit to number two or out the way, and it, it, like we play strings for the dramatic ending of that whack shit. So, <laughs> uh, so, congratulations, so congratulations, Cardi B, you are a, a true, true, true visionary, and um, I appreciate what you have done for uh, your fan base and what it has done for the people that like your fan base, uh, because look. 
the, I think the top line of this year in all the rap is stupid bitch. You can't fuck with me if you wanted to. These yeah. expensive. These are red bottom. These is bloody shoes. It's the best thing ever. Also, like, uh, honestly, don't give a fuck about who ain't fond of me. Like that. 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 I think that might be rap line of the year. Like. <laughs> Uh, that is a late. My God. Yes. Yes. Uh, definitely shouts out to Kari B, who, who is now the same as Lauren Hill, James. Um. All right. In the show. In the show. You're not doing this. In the show. Cardi like, B greater I, than I, Lauren Hill. I, I gave I gave her her props. I appreciated her. Hey. You're taking it too far. Cardi B greater than Lauren Hill. Ball flesh bomb. We out of here, man. You lucky this is your show. Otherwise, you would have got hung up on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, show we up out of here. In this show. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.